2: This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
3: Welcome back. This is hour number two of The Handle. Femi Bebeface sitting in for Dave Ross right now, Matt Brown. Hanging out, working the apps, trying to figure I out am. Is, I am is, there, the is there a valuable <laughs> bet to be made in the second half? And, and we'll start with it. We'll get to the viewer's voice here in just yeah. a moment. But we got to start with Alabama and Texas AM. and We were talking about it during the break here. The Tide are down by 10 at halftime, 32-22. to 22. They shot about as bad as you could shoot it in a basketball game from beyond the arc especially. Two of 19 from three-point range. Have you come to a
4: conclusion? Is there something that you want to bet in the second half, Mark? I, I feel like... We were kind of discussing this off air, but I mean, if we think that there's any sort of regression to happen, there has to be like a second half overlook or something like that in this game. And we're talking about a team that shot 20%. They made six field goals the entire Half. I mean, you go Hard down the. Oh, yeah, Clowney one for four. Miller three of ten. Sears zero of four. And then you get to down into the the bench guys. Griffin zero of four. Burnett zero of three. I mean, like nobody <laughs> could make anything. They couldn't throw it in the ocean. I mean, the Aggies didn't score very well either. If we're just being if we're just being honest, I mean, they were eleven of thirty one and only one of eight from downtown. But boy, this just seems this seems like if there's any sort of regression to happen, it would be that maybe a few more buckets start falling.
3: Yeah. That, that would be my guess as well. And I'm seeing right now 80 and a half, the consensus number on the total for the second half. There's some 80 out here where we're sitting at Circa. Alabama, one and a half point favorites. Seeing some interest in the tide. They're up to two in other spots here mm-hmm. at Circa over at South Point. So I, I think over 80 and a half, I mean, that's a big number for, for some college kids out yeah. there. But... I feel like they're, it's either, I think it's either Bama or the over. Yes. I think is what we're deciding.
4: Here. Yeah. And at Bama, you can get it plus eight, eight and a half, something like that on the full game if you want to go that direction. Yeah. Uh, again, they're only down 10 and they didn't make anything. So there's there's that if you want to go in that direction, but really, really crazy stuff. We are sitting here watching and just like miss after miss <laughs> after miss after miss, just kind of, just over and over. That brick house they're building is really impressive
3: yeah. uh, down there in College Station. So that's what's going on in college hoops. Let's get to our viewers' voice to give you guys an update because we want. We said at the top of the show we wanted to hear from you guys weigh in on what you think will happen at tonight's UFC 285 main event, the heavyweight bout between John Bones Jones and Cyril gone. And there's been a little bit of a, a of a flip here in the poll because when we talked about it in the first hour, Ooh. Jones via finish was plus 240. That was the leading vote getter, 34. percent Now it's Jones via decision at plus 165, 31.8% of the vote. So John Jones still the public and everybody wants mm-hmm. to bet on him and thinks that he's going to win this one. But what do you make of this thing? Maybe going the distance.
4: Yeah, this is, it's pretty interesting. Cause I think that if you're, it really just depends on what you believe is, is how this fight and what John Jones game plan is going to be. Cause like, mm-hmm. listen, if he thinks he's going to sit and strike with Cyril gone, it's probably not the best approach. Probably then leans you maybe even towards a gone finish because it's again, we hadn't seen fight in three years in the life. Does John Jones try to go out and do more of the wrestling grind it out type of deal. Then that actually kind of becomes a little bit of a coin flip at that point because when he gets him to the ground, John Jones is kind of under the radar, a pretty good submission artist actually. It's just, you don't see it too much, but he's also really great ground and pound. So he could finish it if he gets it to the ground, or if he just wants to play it super conservatively, he wants to get the win under the belt because he hadn't fought in three years and all that. Like we could see maybe kind of a boring, you know, Let's three year round. Yeah. We can <laughs> like a boring three rounds where it's just get on top and lay there, just control the octagon and, and win win rounds, and listen, we've seen John Jones fight smart before and, and try to do what he can do to, to just win a fight. And so, uh, I think the Jones side is really kind of up in the air. I do believe from a gone standpoint, look, John Jones just might be done. He might just not be any good anymore. We don't know. And I, I think if that's the case, then I think it would be gone by finish for sure.
3: Yeah. You're getting around mm. plus 150 for Cyril gone just to win mm-hmm. the fight there. If yeah. you want to go by gone finish, that's even a bigger price there. So uh, we'll see what happens later on. It's going to be a fight night in Vegas is always a fun time. So if you're out on the strip, Head
4: on a swivel, have fun, <laughs> yes. stay safe. Yes. If you see anybody walking down the street with cauliflower ears and they bump into you, just let it go. Just let yeah, it go. Just, just let it go. That's you the know number one tell. Yeah. Don't mess
3: with the cauliflower <laughs> ear unless you want to be on a viral video. Uh, let's get to good news, bad news here on the show as we uh, begin this hour number two here. And these are a bunch of headlines throughout the week that. We'll see, hey, is this good news or is Mm. it bad news? And this first one is really interesting because I think this actually is one of the bigger stories in all of sports betting. It's the pitch clock. Yep. And and it's what we've seen in spring training with Major League Baseball opening day about less than a month away. And spring training batting averages and runs are up with the new rules in place with that pitch clock. Batting averages are up about 13 points, about 1.3 more runs per game. If you're a baseball fan and if you're Mm -hmm. a baseball better. Is this good news or bad
4: news? Yeah, I mean, this is something where I think as as baseball betters and certainly people that have had to adjust over the last couple of seasons are going to have to really come in and readjust again because look, these the shift rules as well is for these left-handed hitters. I mean, some of these guys were just getting expected base hits were just absurd. I mean, we're talking about like guys like Corey Seager, for example. He was legitimately supposed to hit like 30 points higher than he hit, but it's just like Mm -hmm. the shift robbed him so many hits that he ended up hitting, you know, I think in the 230s or something, but you now get where you have to have two guys on either side of the bag, and so it is a big, big difference now, and it is something where these hits that were just getting taken away over and over and over again. Oh, by the way, you can't play that, you know, out in short right field either, right? Like you have to be on the back edge of, of the infield, and so again, that can also increase from hits as well so I think we do look at this and say there probably there likely is to be more runs scored in these games right yeah. I mean there's going to, if there's more hits there's going to be more runs and specifically a lot of these left-handed guys that were are premier hitters in the game are going to be getting more hits and that's the other thing to, to consider as well so I, I do think that this is probably good news just for baseball in general and even for betters it's probably good news that you might be able to take advantage. And Sportsbooks are smart, we get it. They're, they're you know, they will adjust in due time, but we have seen when rule changes happen, be it in the NFL, be it in basketball, be it whatever it might be, there's a there's a little bit of a of a of a curve in which yeah. they will have to adjust and figure out where to put lines and things like that, and if you can get ahead of that at least for a couple of weeks, you might be able to To take advantage of of these things because they can't go drastic one way or the other to start the season because then they get murdered right so it's kind of like they've got to start it somewhere and then adjust slightly as they see how things play out and so if you can be on the right side of that as we enter the season hey you might get a a two or three weeks of just being able to take advantage of a slightly offline which is pretty good for us
3: yeah then the new rule change has fundamentally changed the sport (laughs) like you're adding a clock to baseball and i think the fact that there was that uncertainty as betters, I think you want to lean into the uncertainty, which mm-hmm. means that the lines there's no way that they could be as sharp because we're all kind of making our best
4: guess Ex- exactly. as to what it should be. Yeah, And that's the other thing about, like you just mentioned, like, that's the good thing for us too, is we're all gonna be learning together. Like they don't have inside yeah. info on how this is going to affect the game that we don't have. So we will be able to kind of learn together and hopefully find some sort of edge until the line is no longer advantageous for us.
3: Let's get over to the PGA Tour because they announced some big changes to these elevated events, these kind of designated events. Fields will now be limited, or limited, I should say, to 70 to 80 players, and these events will not have a cut. Kind of similar to the other golf tour that's going on called Live. Mm, Good
4: news or bad news? Uh, I mean, I look at it from the standpoint that if, from a fan standpoint, I think it is good news. Because, Mm -hmm. it's. and, and listen, I think that the players honestly get it. And I think that that's good that they get it because, you know, even Scotty Scheffler who's the only guy in his, in his twenties. Like he got it. He's like, listen, you know what? Say, say little Femi decides that, you know, <laughs> that you're the biggest John Ron fan on the face of the earth and you get to go out at, but the only tickets you got were on a Saturday and you go out there and guess what? Your favorite player got cut, yeah. you know? And like, it's, you know, that's not good for anyone. It's not good for the parent. It's not good for the kid. The kid might get burnt, you know, from of his experience and not yeah. like the game as much and all that. And so like. He was saying, like, you know, look, to, to be able to guarantee, granted, they might not be in contention to win the thing or whatever, but you can come out on a weekend, you can see your favorite players play, you get that experience, you get all that. Like, I think from a fan standpoint, it honest, honestly does make a lot of sense and it, and it is good for the game overall. From a betting standpoint, look, the full field stuff, the guys at the bottom are, have no win equity as it is. Anyway, So like, that's why I'm saying, like, people are saying, like, yeah, but we'll, we'll only have 80 guys to bet on you're only betting on 40 of the guys yeah. anyway, right? I mean, like, that's <laughs> the other thing is that you're you're looking at it. Yes, the odds might not be as juicy because they do have to take into account that the fields would, are bigger and mm. and all that. So you might have like slightly reduced odds, but the player pool, the people that you're betting on, isn't any of these guys that are, you know, qualifying or whatever. Spot, it's, it's, those aren't the guys you're betting on anyway. So I don't think from a betting standpoint, it really changes all that much for us. Now, honestly, if anything, it might get you more value on some of these you know, some of these awesome players that might have gotten cut on a, on a weekend, but like, you know, in these lower scoring events, they make a run. Yeah, they can make a run on a, on a Saturday, Sunday.
3: Yeah. Back in 2015, when Little Femi was doing a traditional media, he went ahead and covered the U.S. Open at Chambers yeah. Bay up in the Northwest. Tiger Woods missed the cut. Yeah. By the time yeah. I got to the cover of the yeah. event, See? he was gone. See? So Little Femi's heart was broken uh, in the U.S. Open. There was a fun U.S. Open. Shout out to Jordan mm-hmm. Spieth for winning that one over Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Uh, final one, league sources say that Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, are exploring all options at quarterback, including potentially moving away from Tua Tungava according to Josina Anderson. If you're a Dolphins fan, is this good news or bad news? Oh, man, I think
4: if you're a fan of the sport in general, I think everybody under the radar would be like, if Tua retired, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the it wouldn't yeah. hurt my feelings. Like last I, I, I get nervous. I know I get nervous every time he yeah. takes a snap at this point. You know, I think you look at that and he's like, news came out he retired, it would it would break my heart for the guy because, mm-hmm. you know, from all accounts, he's a great kid and you know, all the things like that, but like as a fan of the sport where every time he took a snap, once he started coming back in after those brutal concussions, I was like, yeah, I was holding my breath every single time. Like, I would be okay with it. I mean, if you're the Dolphins, what are you really going to, hey, the free agent market is not that great. Like, what do you, I mean, you're, you don't have a high enough draft pick to get anyone. So like, I don't think if you're a fan of the Dolphins, like this would be something that you would be jumping up and down about.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's unfortunate because Tua had high aspirations mm-hmm. coming out of Alabama, had the injury concerns in college, then came to the NFL. He's suffered a number of concussions. Mm-hmm. You really do feel for the guy. He, he wants to play clearly, but we'll see if he's
4: able Oof. to uh, stay healthy there. Because last year was it was difficult to to, to watch. Him it play. really was, it was man. So. I just you know I, I I'm an SEC guy, watching yeah. him come through and all the things. Of that, it just it was. I, I thought the guy was going to be good and he played pretty well when he's had the opportunity. But boy, those those concussions take their toll.
3: They definitely do.
4: On the other side, we'll get to an update in college hoops play a little under the radar
3: and also special guest joining Matt Brown here. <laughs> this is The Handle on vCindy's Sports Betting Network.
1: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
5: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, "I got hair plugs," yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, <laughs> but I mean, do you ever you know do I'm that with everyone? People you try meet? to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Do mm-hmm. you think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot"?
6: This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on Sin
2: the sports betting network.
6: BetRivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for hockey and NBA action. BetRivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. So join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay, Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and much more. So check out BetRivers.com. Download the BetRivers app. It is a whole new ballgame. Rolling on the maiden voyage of the handle here at Circus Sportsbook. Dave Ross in the seat. Thank you, Femi and Matt Brown and Stephanie, <laughs> and to all for helping me navigate this morning and get here. What did I miss? Listen,
4: listen. Let's what I miss. Let, let,
6: let's pull the curtain. Let's pull the
4: curtain back here. Yeah. For our for our handle viewers and listeners, Dave gets a flight canceled at the last minute last night after spending hours in the airport. Uh-huh. Has to has to go and rebook an extremely expensive flight to get on uh, as early as he possibly could from the East coast to get back out here to the West coast to land, to come straight here from the airport. This is what this man looks like after a five hour flight where he did not have the chance to go home and shower and get primed it's gotta be great. It's gotta be great to be you,
6: man. I gotta say this. Good to be you. All my relatives said, you know, are you going to be able to shower? I said, well, I'll try to get one before I'm like, I just won't be that close to Matt on show yeah. one. show you, one will keep will keep us a safe distance for you. You did what you could in the airport uh, in the <laughs> airplane bathroom. Yes, yes. yes. yeah. The, by the, the way, weird
4: sink that you yeah. And, and all those that. are those are not fun at all. You're just bumping
6: your heads and all over the place. Yeah. So we have a yeah. ton obviously to get to in the next hour uh, plus here in the uh, second hour here of the handle. I do want to get to some things that you've already mm. charted out, maybe under the radar. Obviously, we're watching Alabama right now. They're currently down ten here to Texas A&M. We got a lot in the UFC slate that we're going to get to tonight as well. But maybe in the NBA, was there something in the association, Matt, that maybe you think, mm, I kind of like what I see here? Yeah, I mean, look, this is one of those, and it's for the fans,
4: right? Yeah. Like This is what we like, you know, for the fans. And so we're saying, hey, look, the game isn't all that consequential right now. Mm-hmm. But if you look, it's the last tip of the evening. we got the Timberwolves at the Kings. As we sit right now, the Kings are five-point home favorites in that one. But... What's juicy is that total 237 and a half. And that is because the Kings are the number one scoring team in the NBA. And then you get the Timberwolves who are the ninth highest scoring team in the NBA. I'm picking up what you're putting down. The Kings choose not to play very much defense either. And so it's just a fun watch. Now, listen, if you have a multiple screen, because listen, Dave and I are going to be watching the fights. No, oh, you going so That's what's going to be on, There's on no our There's no doubt about it. Yes. I've got the five TV set I have multiple stuff going you on. You have the five TV? Five TV set up. I have multiple things going on. So this will be on one of them, just watching them run up and down the court and, and put the ball in the hoop. So listen, it's kind of an under-the-radar fun type of game that maybe you should, if you're, you know, maybe you don't want to shell out the money for the UFC tonight or maybe you're just not interested in it, if that's the case. You do have a high-scoring NBA game that you can find some joy and value
6: in You know, Matt, I look at it and I go, What year is it when we're betting overs and totals there at 237 and a half? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you, yes. you you never it's like you're conditioned to go, oh, that's just those are way too high. But in today's day and age in 2023, with the scoring the way it is, and in the game here, as you mentioned, yeah, Sacramento certainly in the West, they might be a player, but Minnesota, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. I just look at it and go, This could be one of those shoot 'em, shootouts, and yep. nobody's gonna play any defense. And this game's gonna be in the 120s for each side. It's one of those. It's one of those things about living on the West
4: Coast where we get a ton of Kings games late night, and they'll always make my TV just because it's just fun. It's just mm-hmm. listen. It's not the best basketball, right? I mean, like, like from a basketball purist standpoint, it's not the best basketball, but it's fun basketball, and so like, I sometimes you just want to be entertained. And
6: I think that's one of the uh, games that can certainly. Well, entertain. certainly, no defenses normally leads to fun yes, and overs. Yep. So that's for sure. So I'll be keeping my eye on that one off the radar and under the radar a little bit there. Let's get to college basketball. I'll stay on the West Coast here. And talk about UCLA and the Bruins. And obviously right now, this is one of those teams that you look at and you go, well, got to a Final Four just two years ago. Last year, a little bit of a down year. But you have a lot of those same guys back. Maybe a little bit off the beaten path tonight. What do you make of the Bruins?
4: Yeah, so this is another one that if you're just, again, you're looking for something to kind of look at for mm-hmm. a little bit later, this will be a little bit uh, something that maybe you can can go in and take a pull out as we head towards the the big tournament, right? I mean, like these are two teams like this, the, the seatings for the tournaments. Yeah. The, the, the seating for the, for the tournaments already uh, intact here. So they're not playing for any of that, but it is a game in which you might be able to watch this and say, okay, maybe I get a different view of what Arizona brings to the table. Maybe I get a different view of what UCLA brings to the table. Maybe there might be some sort of overreaction to a game like this Mm. as well should one of the teams run it out or whatever it might so i think this is a just a game that i as we head into the postseason here that you can take in maybe pull something that there's some betting value because let's say ucla you know runs it out at home here or something or or, you know arizona comes in and, and absolutely blows the doors off ucla well maybe ucla then gets knocked down a peg and we can find a little value there and vice versa with there, So
6: you're looking more big term. uh, As opposed to this game Yeah, this game might not really intrigue you, but for down the road, yeah, we're going to look at it and say, remember what UCLA Mm -hmm. potentially did to Arizona at the first week in March before we get to the bigger tournaments in the Pac-12 and certainly the NCAA tournament. Okay, one of these that I saw under the radar, Mm -hmm. and you mentioned it, you know we're going to be glued to the UFC Mm -hmm. 285 tonight. Cannot wait. Right here in Las Vegas. There is a fighter on this card. You want to talk about steam. Bo Nickel. It's going to cost you much more than a nickel if you want to bet on Bo as he comes in. And now on the main card here at UFC 285, I'm seeing close to 2000 for Bo yeah, currently right minus 1800 oh! over can at we get Draft to 2000 K- before we, we get into the octagon over tonight. at
4: DraftKings Jamie Pickett coming in at 10 to one my
6: goodness um
4: yeah and, and the reason I, I threw this one on here and David as you know I mean listen if you're if you're in if you're really big into the sport you know about Bo Nickel already but if you're not this is why I wanted to throw this on here and just at least put this out there if you want to watch some of the undercard stuff because this is a guy who is coming in with not just steam, but no. the credentials to back it up, yeah. right? And like the the one thing that we haven't gotten in MMA really is the super decorated elite collegiate wrestlers come in and come into MMA because look, let's just be honest, like the WWE has a lot of guaranteed money that they pay these guys. We've missed out on a few of those different guys. We've had a couple of the guys who have been super decorated wrestlers who just don't have any interest mm-hmm. in, in MMA. And so we finally get one here in Bo nickel and and look, I I'm not the guy who's going to declare <laughs> as he's making, you he's know. He's already making a lot fight. of declarations. Yeah, like, like it's fourth fight. I'm not going to sit here and say like that guy is definitely going to be a champion yeah. and he's going to be a champion in the next 18 months or whatever it might be. But if you talk about pedigree and you talk about what m- what we look for in a guy that could potentially be yeah. a champion down the line, then you could follow this guy's career. And I just wanted to point out that, hey, listen, it's going to be on the undercard. So you're going to have to tune into you yeah. know, like, like not the pay-per-view part of this. And you're going to have to, I know everyone thinks that the fights start at seven Pacific, 10 Eastern. <laughs> they don't, they start earlier. You're going to have to get your, you know, that you might not be with your buddies yet to check this out. But, but David, the thing about nickel here for me is, is that, Everything I read, and I'm not a collegiate wrestler, mm-hmm. wrestling scholar or anything like that, but it, these guys that are say, you know, the hype is real. The work ethic is real. The stuff that we've seen yeah. so far from him is real. And so, uh, you know, following his career as he makes this ascension, people can start tonight.
6: Well, here's the thing, too. When you look at the numbers, and who's going to lay $1,800 to win $100? you are not going to do it. Don't, Just don't way, get don't, into that practice. By the way, don't. There's right? still
4: small gloves, and there's still, like, weird things that can happen I've seen a guy, and this is not—I'm not. This is not hyperbole. I'm, I've, I've seen a guy come in, and in his pre—in his in his pre-fight celebration, he does this. He did this like giant jump, whatever, lands on the mat, oh. tears his ACL before the fight starts. Sounds tra- like a, a Johnny Walker type goes of goes out, tries to fight. <laughs> And, uh, of course, just you know, gets murdered because he tore his ACL literally 30 seconds before that. And also, like, weird things can happen in one-on-one sports. So do right not now. ever lay minus 18. And
6: I would say, if you want to bet Bo Nickel, okay, you can look at the, the other sides to go. You can mm-hmm. get plus money here if you think it's going to get a KO, TK, or DQ. You mentioned the wrestling pedigree here. And, again, uh, shout-out to our First Strike crew. They do an amazing job of breaking down each and every fight. Look at the sub. Minus $1.20. Mm-hmm. So there are ways, if you do think that Bo Nickel is going to be what we believe Bo Nickel will be mm-hmm. in time... There's much more feasible ways to get in on on his UFC debut. Yeah. But I'm with you. You never know about adrenaline dump, mm-hmm. right? This is the bright likes for the first time. Las Vegas for Bo Nickel as a pro in the UFC. Like going the distance. He reads the plus, articles, he knows. He hears the
4: podcast. He knows what he's supposed yeah, yeah, yeah. to do tonight. Yeah,
6: yeah. And by the way, so does Jamie Pickett. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting there going, okay, so I'm supposed to be the guy that's our official lamb. I'm the yeah, lamb, yeah. right? So again, I'm just saying that I would never encourage anybody out there to lay 18, 1800 no. to 100 but there are other ways to go if you want to get into the uh, Bo Nickel markets. And he is right now steamed through the roof. I mean, this has gone from, what, about 1100 all the way up to 1800 I wonder if we'll get to 2 And again, we're going to talk much more about John mm-hmm. Jones against Cyril Gong later on in this program. Those numbers getting steamed up here, mm-hmm. uh, as I'm seeing, can we get to $2 before we get into the main event mm-hmm. tonight? That number's gone up, up, and away, too. Yeah,
4: and I mean, listen, we, you know, we talk about pro tips here on the network and whatever, and I think that that's one of the better ones that we could give when it comes to mma fighting in general and and look it's a one-on-one sport it is still and especially in mma it's even different than in tennis like in tennis the skill gap is so incredibly large Mm -hmm. and it's not a contact sport so novak djokovic versus the number 1200 player (laughs) in the world yes that is that he is worthy of the minus 1800 and he is going to win that you know at a ninety-nine point nine percent clip. But but in MMA, weird things can happen. Like cuts. Like you know, we say different all these little things that we've seen that can derail a, a fight, right? I mean an accidental headbutt, all these things that can come into play. Where laying 1800 to 100 is just n- never going to be profitable.
6: You, you lose one of those. Yeah. Do the math, We well, you have to <laughs> win yeah. to get back that 1800. All right, just getting a crank started here. Again, thanks to Femi for holding it down. When we come back, let's talk some NBA. We'll get much, much deeper into the UFC 285 card as we progress. The maiden voyage right here of the handle on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
2: This is the handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSN, the sports betting network.
6: Before you make your next wager, be sure to visit VSN.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every ten minutes, so you can see the changes and all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSN is here to make you. A smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Rolling along this Maiden Voyage edition of The Handle, Dave Ross and Matt Brown here at Circus Sportsbook. Let's talk some NBA and bring in uh, Rick Kamala. He's a serious XM NBA host, Mad Dog Radio host, and Better Network host. Rick, great to have you on board here on the Maiden Voyage of The Handle. So thanks for joining us today. Before we get into today's action when you see teams coming out of the break here from the second half, all the tra- changes certainly in the West, seems like uh, Phoenix still the odds-on betting favorite. Have you deduced anything early on in the second half of this slate that might pre tell to what you might think you see in the playoffs?
7: Uh, great to be on with you guys, Maiden Voyage. I am proud. I am honored. <laughs> um, I, Look, Phoenix has got the West cooked, guys. <clears throat> I thought Denver was going to you know, be a, a Western Conference finalist, and <clears throat> I got to hang up with Denver. I, I do, guys. We, If you want to <laughs> circle back to that, we can. But um, but Phoenix, come on, man. They got the best three in the world with Durant, uh, the second best player in the world with Durant. They have the uh, best two guard in the league with Booker. He's 10th on my list of players overall in the world. So They have two top 10 players. Chris Paul is Chris Paul. DeAndre Aiden's a walking double-double. Uh, they got a big game for Makoge last night. You've got Warren. You've got <clears throat> Corey Craig, Cameron Payne. Landry Shamit's going to get healthy, I believe, at some point. So you're going to have, like, uh, a pretty good bench and a, and a pretty good supporting cast. They're going to beat everybody else in the West. It's going to happen. And, guys, you can tell me where the line is at right now, uh, but I've been tracking this, and it seems to tick down every day. And I've been screaming at people ever since the Durant, nicely, uh, ever since the Durant <laughs> trade on Better Network, um, to play the Suns. Uh, I believe <clears throat> after the Durant trade, it was like plus 250. Yeah. Uh, like midweek, it was plus 235. After the first game, it went to plus 230. I believe yesterday I saw it was plus 225. And so it's dipping down, guys. The profit we can make off this bet is is vanishing. Um, and so now is the time. Literally right now is the time to bang this bet. I think Phoenix has the West Cook, guys. I don't even think anybody's on their level.
4: Rick, you want my uh, you want my brag right now? You ready for this? I got twenty yeah, to one I'm on ready. the Suns. Ho! Twenty to one. Let's go! Baby. I was on the computer. We were down in we were down in Phoenix for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I was on the computer late night doing some work, signing up for a sports book. That was my work. Was signing up for a sports book. <laughs> good work that night. As soon as I hit deposit funds, in comes the news through the Twitter machine. <laughs> I hit it twenty to one. It was down thirty sec- the it was down thirty seconds later and then re-popped back up at like four to one or something Timing like that. Timing so is everything. That is my that is my that is my brag there, Rick. Um nice. so so Gordon Drogic is, is looks like he's gonna sign with the Bucks. I know that's not like earth shattering news or anything, but we are talking about a team that's won sixteen straight. We are talking about a team that maybe could use a little depth at the guard position to give Drew Holiday a a breather every now and then and of course Javon Carter is is playing well but you do have guy with playoff experience in Dragic whatever do you do you look at this and 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 have any sort of inkling at all that this improves the Bucks, or do you think ah whatever it is what it is
7: yeah the latter um a year ago I would have been more ooh, they got Dragic uh, a couple of years ago <laughs> he flirted with six man of the year with Miami you remember in the bubble mm-hmm. Uh, when Miami went to the finals and played the Lakers, Dragic was really good that year. Um, he's not the same guy. It's a couple of years later. He did not play well with Chicago this year. Uh, they had a bigger chunk of playing time ready for him. And he did not comply with that plan uh, for them to keep giving him that playing time with their glut of guards. So uh, they cut him loose. He's now a buck. Uh, I believe this is just uh, a mercenary trying to get a ring. I- I'm not even sure Dragic will enter their rotation. You mentioned Carter, you've got Connaughton, you've got Wesley Matthews, uh, you've got Jay Crowder, you've got Bobby Portis. I mean, that's basically their second unit right now. I look at Dragic as, in case of emergency, break glass. Mm -hmm. uh, He's a veteran, (laughs) uh, been through a million playoff games, and so uh, I I, I believe he would be a third unit player for them. But guys, you know, about the Bucs, um, they've won 16 straight, obviously. They've got a huge game with Philly coming up later on. Uh, I believe Giannis is sort of Trying uh, based on a lot of narratives I'm hearing to re-enter the MVP race, um, and I, I feel like Milwaukee's getting too much love right now, guys. I feel like there's recency bias. There's oh my God, look at this masterpiece they're painting right now against the Spurs and the Thunder and all these crappy teams, right? And they've beaten good teams in this run, but it's the regular season, and, and I'm not buying Milwaukee, guys. And here's why: Chris Middleton is is a bench player right now, and he's a common bench player. He's not like a six-man-of-the-year candidate. He is literally a common bench player trying to rediscover his game. (laughs) Yo, we got a month left in the regular season. How the hell is that going to work? Like, can you tell me that six weeks from now, Chris Middleton will be a championship-level Robin? I I don't see that happening. And if it doesn't happen, and Middleton's just a dude, and his minutes restriction still keeps him coming off the bench, Drew Holiday is now your number two, your quote-unquote Robin. That ain't going to work against Boston guys. I can tell you that right now. And I believe Boston – has the dudes to build the wall on Giannis? Um, Brown can get in there. Tatum can get in there. Horford, Robert Williams, um, you've got Grant Williams, uh, you've got Blake Griffin. Okay, like, and if foul trouble racks up, that kind of thing. They've got, they've got the guys, the active, um, you know, big enough defenders. I'm not saying Jalen Brown can straight up match up with Giannis, but I think you get my point here. Um, he can help build the wall on Yannis. So guys, I think Boston's going to the finals. Everybody's on Milwaukee and they're getting a lot of love right now. I'm over here saying, yo, Boston's going to beat that team in the playoffs.
6: Talking all things NBA with Rick Conley. You can follow him on Twitter, Rick Comley Sports, also a serious uh, NBA radio host. Rick, let's get back to you. You said we could circle back to the Nuggets. You mentioned Giannis trying to get into that MVP conversation here because it looked like Jokic, it's a foregone conclusion, not once, not twice, but thrice. He's going to get the back-to-back-to-back MVP. What would it take for somebody other than Jokic to run him down in the last month?
7: Well, a couple of things. Uh, I think the swell of narrative is important with this. Uh, It seems like the MVP voters, uh, based on the Tim Bontem straw poll, are are very much leaning towards Jokic. Um, But here's my thing on it, guys. If Jokic does not average a triple-double for the season, I think he reopens the race. Um, He's at 10 assists per game right now. He'd be the third player ever to do it, the first center ever to do it. Mm. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to give that guy the MVP if he's making that kind of history. And he has the best team in the West by, I believe it's six games after last night's victory over Memphis. He's the MVP. Okay. But if God forbid, God forbid, God forbid, he got hurt. Okay. um, Then it could reopen it. But to me, if he falls below 10 assists and he's at 9.9 or 9.8, I might still give the award to him, but to me, it would I'd have to reevaluate it a little bit. But he basically has just ended it for me um, um, with the triple-double, with the best record in the West, and right up there with Boston and Milwaukee for the best record in the NBA. But I do kind of like Giannis. I believe it's a plus 800, plus 700. as sort of a, a dark horse dice roll just in case something nutty happens because I'll tell you this. A lot of people that I talk to, plugged in NBA people, have Giannis as their MVP mm. right now. Are they voters? Does it ultimately matter? Mm, I don't know about that, but there is a groundswell of support for Giannis Brewing here uh, as we head into the last 15 games of the season, and I think that matters.
4: Rick, you might have tipped your hand as to what you think about this Bucks team, but they do have a game tonight, and they are, uh, they're playing the 76ers. They are they're five-point favorites at home in this one. Uh, I understand what you think about them long-term, but what about tonight against this Sixers squad?
7: I like them tonight. Uh, Philly's so weird right now. Uh, they, they win without a beat and then play with a beat and get smashed. Uh, uh, let me look at, I, for some reason I'm blanking on their last game, but they, they just, I don't trust them. Yeah. They lost to the Mavericks, right? They Mm -hmm. gave up the 40 and 40 to Luca and Kyrie. Uh, they've lost three of their last four. I'm not feeling it guys. And James Harden's their second best player. So that makes me really not feel them for the playoffs. Um, I, and this is a home game for Milwaukee. <clears throat> the, the winning streak on the line. It'll be the eight thirty game on ABC tonight, the showcase game. I don't see the Bucks losing this game, guys. I don't. Um, if Middleton doesn't play, because uh, I, I believe he missed that last game, uh, that would probably just take me to a stay away. Uh, but if Middleton is in there and, and Milwaukee's healthy and whole, uh, you know, as much as they can be right now, um, I would play Milwaukee minus the five and be pretty confident about it. Yeah, yeah not on the
6: injury report there for Middleton tonight, so he's a, he's a go. Just a regular bench player. As Rick said. <laughs> uh, Rick, uh, got about 90 seconds to go. You look at two teams that look like they're looking in a mirror in the East, seven and eight here with Atlanta and Miami. They're going to uh, tangle down there in South Beach tonight. What do you make of the heat at home as they begin their second half push?
7: Uh, well, not much. Uh, I called, I did a radio hit last night. I called them a carcass of a team. <laughs> um, and that was while. That was while New York was kicking their ass. Obviously, <laughs> they came back. They took the lead on the great play by Hero with the steal in the runout. And then Julius Randle bobbling the ball and just went splash NCAA tournament style. What a game. Um, Miami's we- even way weirder than Philadelphia. OK, mm-hmm. um, I-, I project no, uh, Miami to ultimately win out of the play in tournament and get into the top six. But um, I do like them tonight, guys. They're super weird. They're in the second of a back to back. But Atlanta's in the second of a back to back. And they're on a road. Back to back. Miami's at home. I think they're going to be pissed after losing last night. And guys, as long as Jimmy Bubble plays, I like the Heat minus two and a half
6: tonight. Jimmy Bubble is such a great nickname. Rick, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining us here on the first rendition of The Handle. Enjoy the games tonight. When we come back, some updates for plus an ode to Pat Benatar. I'll explain what that means when you come back with this. It is The Handle here on Visa.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on
2: vSEN, the sports betting network.
6: Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for hockey and NBA action. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Saturday hockey same game parlay bet and get, weekly pro basketball bet and gets, and much more. Check out thebetrivers.com or download, download the Bet Rivers app. It is a whole new ball game. Rolling on here, the handle Dave Ross, Matt Brown here at Circus Sportsbook. I am very excited about the Twitter poll because that tells me people one are watching and listening. Thank you doing that here in the maiden voyage of the handle 2 they're interested in the ufc maybe they're just interested in john bones jones because he is the goat he's back in action tonight we've been waiting to see what he's going to look like as a heavyweight and i know that is the twitter poll question of the day how do we think this fight's going to end in the main event between john jones and cyril gan the frenchman matt what are the people saying
4: yes so we gave you four options now now listen I think it's because Twitter only gives us if you think it's gonna be, you no be a draw, you're out of luck. You get four blocks. <laughs> if you if you if you no draws. If you think it's gonna be a draw, you're out of luck. If you think that it was gonna be a DQ, you're also out of luck. Can't have it. Sorry. Listen, we only have four different options. So the options are John Jones by finish, John Jones by decision. Of course, Cyril Gone by finish and Cyril Gone by decision. As of this, and mm. let me see. Okay, yes, that is the most recent. We have the votes are in 32% of you say John Jones by finish, 29.3% of you say John Jones by decision, Mm. 24% coming in, Cyril gone by finish, and then gone by decision comes in at 14. Oh, we just got to vote 15.4%. There we go. There we go. go.
6: And again, that does go to your fight script, which we'll get into a lot more in Mm. hour number three, where if you really think the overs in play for four and a half for the total rounds, then you look at these guys by decision, right? You can Mm kind of, you can, if you really think this is going to hit the judges scorecards, Mm -hmm. And then you go. Well, do I want to lay it with Johnny, or do I want to get that really good plus juicy money with Cyril Gan, uh to win by decision? So, it's it's so hard for me, and I'm sure for you as well, to handicap what we think John Jones will be. I think we know what Cyril Gaon is. Like we have less questions about what Cyril Gahn is going to look like uh, in the octagon tonight versus heavyweight uh, John no.
4: Jones. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's going to be real and truly will be the big question. Tonight, and uh, I have a couple of bets in the account that tell a story, but I don't know if I trust the story all that much. We tried to tell you about Alabama. They couldn't make a bucket at all. Here they come. They couldn't make a bucket in the first half at all. You could get them at plus eight and a half (laughs) heading into the second half. And look, plenty of time left for them to blow this, but they are only down two now at this point. Six and a half minutes left in the second half. So hopefully you got in that plus eight and a half ticket there on Alabama, who's at least shooting a little bit better in the second half than they did in the first half, because guess what, Dave, you couldn't shoot any worse. No, they couldn't throw it in the ocean. So we do have that going on right now. They're only down two and over at the Arnold Palmer. Uh Uh-huh. We have some uh, movement here, and we, we he did give one back, but at one point, Max Homa was four under through five. He is now only three under. He did give one back, but he is now sitting T4 at six under. Kurt Kitayama just teed off, so he's on the first hole. He is your leader. At nine under, Corey Connors birdied the first, so he is at seven under. Jordan Spieth also teeing off with Kitayama there. Of course, he sitting at seven under as well. He has bogeyed the first, actually, so there it is. He's now dropped and sitting at six under. So you do have a lone leader at Kitayama and a lone second place there at Corey Connors. But big, big names still in the mix here, Dave. We've got Max Homa, Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth, Tyrell Hatton Tyrell. Is, having, uh, is having some success here. Four under on the day for him. And uh, that guy, that guy that shot four over yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He's two under through five. So uh, John it. Rahm, T6, five under. So it is it is not over by any stretch of the imagination. It's going to be a fun, fun, fun Sunday.
6: You said, guy. if I may quote, mm-hmm. or at least paraphrase, that Max, we have a lot of big names up there. Mm-hmm. And you put Max Holman there. Now, can we put Max Homa oh, yeah. as a made man in the world of golf? Is he now a top gun absolutely. that we look at as a top ten guy? Especially when we get to major championships, a- absolutely. Augusta.
4: This is a guy. This is this is a guy, multiple time winner. I mean, listen. The only yeah. thing is the really and truly the only thing is is the majors. Right. And like, look, I honestly think the talent's there and it'll come. You know, I mean, and so I think that uh, you look at him and he's he is certainly in contention. Every time he tees it up at this point, right? It There's out. no real hole or flaw in his game where we can look at some of these other guys that are infinitely talented, a Victor Hovland, for example, where he does have a major flaw is mm-hmm. around the green game is pretty poor. Um, shouldn't come into play as much this week. They've grown up the the rough around the greens and stuff there, but at typical course, he has, he has trouble chipping off of tight lies. Like it's just not a, it's not a thing that he's good at. And so you Look at a Max Homa, and he does everything well. Like, he does literally every single thing well. And so, I think he is right there with everybody else. And, uh, one other college basketball game, if you were looking at this Iowa State Baylor game, Baylor's down. It's late. It's seven minutes late. So, it's it's but seven minutes down. up. 16. But, but, yeah. So, uh, cool. yeah. The Baylor is, Baylor's down in this game. So, uh, four, four minutes left there in the second half. So, uh, number seven team in the country. Again, number seven doesn't mean anything, no. of course. Like, this is a, we, we we go by the betting numbers, not necessarily the numbers right. next to their name, but uh, number but I, 17 in the country.
6: And, and at home, this is yes. the big upset. And, by the way, Jeff Hornacek did not play for the Cyclones today, but yet they're still up 17 <laughs> here uh, late in the second half. Uh, I do want to get back to uh, Pat Benatar because mm-hmm. I, I said as we were going to break, it was a, it's an homage, if you will, to Pat Benatar. Do you have a favorite Pat Benatar song? I mean,
4: it, I mean. It would probably be no, a, no, no. It's the
6: that's the wrong answer. Oh, Okay, all right. Because hell, <laughs> hell is for children. That is the Pat, the best Pat Benatar song. But it doesn't rhyme as well with "Hit me yes. with your best prop."
4: it's it, well, I mean, in, you know, we're trying to do something here in which you know we might be able to create a funny little, a fun little graphic, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some little and intro hell stuff is for children like, doesn't yeah, really like flow this, as well. Yeah, no. So but this you know what? Is,
6: By the way, she was right because they were screaming kids on the flight this morning. Oh boy! And I was thinking, Pat Benatar. Oh so boy. let's and you get had you. to and you had to stay caffeinated, so you couldn't just go to sleep. <laughs> like,
4: yeah, ah, kids. Yeah, yeah. I know. Brutal. So
6: as we look at the prop market, and we're going to hit them with the best prop of the day. Hit us up again. You can hit, follow us at, at VisaNotLive, Live, of course, at D Sports at Matt Brown M two. Hit us with your best props. Do you have a prop today? That you really look at and go, I, I, I think I kind of like this one. Yeah, I mean, I th- there's
4: there's a couple in the UFC, and then there's oh. one over in the N B A as well. But I mean, look, give me your N B A first. Yeah, I, look, I like Drew Holiday over six and a half assists in mm. this game. Like, I think that this Bucks team is rolling, and I think that if you look at how they're going to go here with with Middleton playing for sure, and Middleton not being even on listed on the injury report, I think that does it t- t- takes at least a little bit of the scoring onus yep. off of Holiday, where he can distribute a little bit more as well, and so. If you look at this, I mean, his his season average is kind of right on this number. And so with Middleton being back in and getting a little bit more minutes and certainly being kind of you know, the guy that will go stand a three-point line and things like that for Holiday to kind of hit for one of those open shots, I, I do like to overrun the six-and-a-half assists there for Holiday. And
6: again, for, for people that may be new to the prop market, mm-hmm. you the way you just broke that down is – you're looking at a game script, mm-hmm. right? So you can't just look at a number and go, oh, I think that number is too short or too long. Yeah. You actually have to kind of visualize the way you see the game playing out before yep. you play a prop. Yeah, and, and then all, in, in on in the role of the guy right in the prop. And so, like I said, the,
4: the reason that I really got here in the first place was just the fact that if you look, Holiday has been, he's had to, because like Middleton was hurt for so long. He had to really crank up his scoring for this squad. And he's been awesome, by the way. I mean, yeah. like if you haven't watched the Bucks team, I mean, Drew Holiday it's been a very, very key part of this run that they're on, but with getting Middleton back out there, the the scoring onus isn't on him as much. And so he will be able to distribute a little bit more, which he's been great at as it is anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think a couple of more dimes could be in store tonight. Certainly as we know, I mean, James Harden is, is out there. James Harden doesn't play defense. So, I mean, like, he, he's just kind of be standing around or whatever. He'll give up some open shots. So, I do like a uh, Holiday over 6 Okay,
6: nights, so. you said you had a couple of UFC props. I do have one. Yes. And we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier in this hour. When I look at Bo Nickel at mm-hmm. minus $1. twenty to record a sub in his UFC debut inside of three rounds, that's where my eyes go. Because I go, I well, again, do not lay 1800 I don't care mm-hmm. who you are, what your bankroll is. It's just not smart. You can go K-O-T-K-R-D-Q, but this gets the Patty Pimblett situation. Is How is Bo Nickel going to win? Mm-hmm. And to me, as you mentioned, when you have a decorated wrestler like he is with his pedigree, I got to think we're looking at a sub here. No disrespect to Jamie Pickett, but the betting market is disrespecting him. That's the way I'm going to play that at minus $1. twenty instead of steering way clear of minus 1800 Yeah,
4: and so we're kind of along the same All right. lines here. I have him just a round one victory in general. Uh, you do got to lay 200 Um, but again... This is this is no disrespect to 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 Jamie Pickett. Look, you you strap it on, you get in the octagon, you're a man in my eyes. Yes, like, yes So yes, whatever. Yes. There's no disrespect to him, but he is there to play a role. Yeah, I mean, he's there to play a role in this one, and it is for Bo Nickel to go in and steamroll. And and listen, Bo Nickel's going to most likely do that. And and you can't lay eighteen hundred, but at two, that's not the. I mean, it's still juicy, but it is far, far, far more likely that if he's going to win the fight at all, he's just going to win it in the first round. Like, I think if he goes in the second round or third round, we're going to be wondering, oh. How did this happen? What's going on here? He's not as good as we yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. What, what's what's happening? And so, um, mm-hmm. you also mentioned, adrenaline dump's real. All that stuff. real. It is. You get in the second or third round, and like, he might be gat I mean, like we don't expect that. But I mean, these are weird things have happened. So do do like that. Another one, just the the under four and a half rounds for for Jones and gone. And, and we'll talk about that fight in earnest here in, in hour number three, where... Yeah. I kind of tell the story as to why I'm on the under 40.
6: I would just say this, and I'm not backing Jamie because mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Pickett because I think Bo mm-hmm. Nickel is the right way to go. Rocky was supposed to be a sacrificial lamb yeah. to, to Clubber, and it didn't exactly work. true, right? It's true. And Apollo, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we come back, Jimmy Smith's going to join us to talk all things UFC 285 next here on the handle.
2: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets.
1: Zumo Zumo Play.